she was wearing Vans. Like, is that, <laughs> is that a bad thing? And he's like, nah, bro, you're good. And, like, she was wearing, she was wearing like, you know, like jeans. And it's like, that, that means that she was like into you, bro. Cause she was wearing that to the first day. Like she cares, you know? Like, <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey guys, it's your host, Dasam and Emma, here with our ninth episode of Before, Before We, we Make, Make It. it. <laughs> Excited for this one because today we are here with our good friend, Ryan. Hey guys, my name is Ryan Hatzold. I'm a senior here at Texas A&M University. Um, I'm hometown friends with both Emma and Dasam, and I'm super excited to be on here and give y'all a little perspective on what it's like to uh, date from a guy. Yeah, I love that. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's so good. So we're going to start off with our segment that we normally do, Ryan. It's called Truly Obsessed, and we basically just talk about anything that we've been loving recently, music, movies, media, products, literally anything. So Dasam's going to go ahead and kick it off. I have been really into like little gadgets. So now that we're all online, I have been buying like a portable keyboard, like a portable mouse and little like extenders for different devices and just having like really good electronics to get you like Zoom ready to take all of your classes online. Like I have been loving those. And as far as music, I don't know why, but I've been really into like old Miley, mm, like Miley Cyrus, like Hannah Montana things I hate about but, you. Yeah, literally like a little bit before that though. And so I've been loving her music. I love that. And also today, Dasam was like, hey, come here. And I was like, oh, my stomach hurts so bad. I can't. First of all, hold on. I came into our apartment a couple hours ago. I was like, Dasam, like, my stomach literally hurts so bad. Like, I need Tums. Help me. Yeah. Dying right now. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Come over here. And I'm like, okay. So they just like, look at my new layout. And here is her <laughs> little laptop stand, her phone stand, her iPad stand, her chargers. Literally everything is set up so, so pristinely. While, meanwhile, I'm dying. But <laughs> it's fine. It's no worries. So anyway, for me. I suggested she take Advil like little do I know about stomach pain. yeah she doesn't <laughs> she's like actually can we go get Fuego after this like I'm like um <laughs> y'all know call station favorite super amazing but anyway so the two favorites for me have been okay number one Cobra Kai season three Ooh. because I don't know if anybody that's listening to this watches Cobra Kai it's literally the best show ever but season three came out over Christmas break I watched it in one day it was absolutely insane and so good like the best seasons like thus wow. far so I definitely recommend if you're into like Karate Kid remake sort of thing. And then the second thing is Doja Cat. I've been literally just oh, obsessed. Bomb. Yeah. So like I was listening to her stuff, but I kind of just got into her like for real this week. My friend mm. Abby showed me more of her songs. And so we were working out a lot this week, like going to workout classes and stuff. And so her stuff is really great yeah. to pump you up. Do you That's like Doja me. Cat? I don't know what that is. <laughs> do you know what that is? I do, do not. Doja Cat? Didn't even notice it. She's moment. like TikTok famous for I that song. Okay, actually, She's I know the second song now that I think about it. Okay, yeah. You've definitely heard her stuff. You just didn't know She's that was legit. her name, probably. Okay, so for my obsessions, I guess. Um, <laughs> so recently, a good friend of mine actually um, got me into the Arctic Monkeys. You know, I knew their two Ooh. famous songs. You know, Do I Want to Know? Why Do You Always Call Me When You're High? Yeah. Now yeah. I'm getting into their older stuff. Uh, Marty Dumb, 505, uh, Snap Out of It and stuff like that so kind of like in a huge arctic monkeys phase uh in terms of music i mean in terms of what i've been doing recently with myself a couple months ago my friends took me to austin to go rock climbing i was super nervous about it tried it for the first time and i can't stop doing it now so oh my god have you been to the one at the wreck no, I haven't. That's on our so your bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's probably like nothing compared to what you've done. Yeah, no, like, it's, sure it's honestly the exact same thing. Like, oh, really? Yeah. 
Thanks. That's that sounds fun. super fun. I always get scared when I feel myself like about to fall and then I'm like, oh, someone's down there, like about to pick me up. Like it's fine. So right into our topic, we brought in a guy guest for a reason. So Ryan is really cool. We've been friends since high school. I think with dating and relationships in general, the perspective of a guy is often like very pondered on by girls. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like we have a sure. lot of assumptions and we're here to break those today. So first of all, why do y'all even date in the first place? Why do you guys stay in the first place? So for me personally, one of my biggest goals in life is to one day start a family and have uh, beautiful children with a beautiful wife. So for me personally, um, dating for as long as I can remember, uh, probably junior year of high school and on has always been kind of like trying to figure out who exactly, what kind of person, what personality I want to marry and spend the rest of my life with and have have them raise my kids the way that I would be proud of. I love that. Have you ever been scared that you would start out too young? Because I feel like that's not the majority of like college guys, you know what I mean? So yeah, like, I guess a couple years ago, about a year ago, when I did have a girlfriend, I would have told you, uh, no, I didn't think that was silly. I would have definitely wanted to get married younger, just because you know, like, Mm. when you know, you know, and I was I'm still one of those guys, like, if you know, you know, and stuff like that. But um, being single right now, I would say that it's probably better and safer to wait a little bit just to make sure you're really in love with the person and Mm -hmm. who they are and not just artificial things like looks or Anything like that. I think that's so important. Just being sure that you're not just ready for the wedding and, you know, the excitement, the flurry of passion around like celebrating someone tying the knot, but also like for the after part when you're living with someone day to day, raising a family together, like growing old. Yeah. Like combining yeah. finances, like it gets difficult. So yeah. For sure. day. <laughs> Let me just give a preface. Um, so my background in dating is definitely not extensive at all. Like I don't have a ton of experience in normally just like dating and having like multiple long relationships with people. But I will say that it's just fun to like get to know someone that you connect with. I think that it's pretty rare when you find someone that you can actually click with on like a whole other level, as opposed to like someone that you're just friends with. Like what are the odds that you would find someone that you click with so easily? Yeah. And it's just like crazy to me. So when you do find that person and sometimes it can happen multiple times mm. because you know, like, Who knows? Like maybe you find someone you click with and then it just doesn't work out. Like it doesn't mean that all hope is lost because you can still meet someone else that you connect with on an even deeper level. But I guess what I'm saying is like when you do meet someone like that, you have to kind of seize the opportunity. Yeah. And I mean, for me, like I didn't have my first serious relationship until 21. So definitely like later on life, I realized like why I date. And I think Mm -hmm. when you connect with someone on a deeper level, like they get you, they have the same passions and interests and ambitions. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that really feels you. Like it's someone to like lean on, believe in you and also just grow together. And it doesn't matter if y'all are going to get married in the next year, 10 years, whatever. Like I think present satisfaction with like who you are and how you are loved in that relationship. It's so important. Yeah, no, I would agree hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. And I think you learn something from every sort of person that you connect with on that level, because even if it doesn't end up working out, like it will eventually show up as a lesson and you will realize that even if it might be like years down the road. Yeah. And I think that's crucial to just like life, like connecting with people on, on a deeper level than most. Yeah. And Ryan, like how did your why for dating like change from say like middle school and high school to college? So we actually talked about this to Sam and I, like she was saying friends for a long time. Uh, we came back to A&M six hour drive. And the last time we did that drive was two years ago. <laughs> So my freshman year, I got out of a kind of serious relationship. So this was beginning of sophomore year. I hadn't dated anybody in about eight months. And I told us all, I'm like, oh, all I want to do really is find someone that I can just, you know, kind of hook up with or be friends with benefits with. That was two years ago. Mm. And nowadays it's just like, okay, I'm ready to find, you know, like somebody that 
I can connect with on a deeper level and stuff like that. So coming from high school and even beginning of college to now, I think it's just become like a maturity issue and just kind of really wanting to find somebody to connect with, to share mm-hmm. your life with, share yeah. your goals with and support you really. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. And they always say that like the best relationships start out as friendships and that you're best friends with them first. And I think that's so crucial and just such a special thing that can't be replaced. Anyway, with that, we're going to go ahead and get into some Instagram questions. Thanks for sending them in. So yeah, we put up a story today and we also shared it on our personals and we did get a good amount of questions. So we're going to try to get through everything. This is an extended episode. So get comfy (laughs) and get prepped for this. Do guys find it attractive when girls shoot their shot first? Yeah, I mean, I would find it attractive. I mean, I definitely wouldn't not find it attractive. And uh, speaking in terms of my other guy friends, I think that they'd all agree with me and say that they would find it... Um, like they're confident. Like flattering. Because, exactly, yeah. flattering. They wouldn't find it not not attractive. I don't know if they'd find it attractive, but they wouldn't be against it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm, so like... Interesting. Okay, question. When you say like Instagram DMs, what exactly do you mean? Like someone random that you don't even like know that just, is just following you and then just says like, hey, I think you're cute. Let's like get coffee or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's never happened to me before. But okay. <laughs> I, I would say, yeah, something like that I think would be a little, um, I guess a little strange. I wouldn't find it not attractive, but I definitely wouldn't sit there and be like, wow, this is, this is awesome. It's just because of the whole like catfishing culture going on uh, and stuff like that. So it's just like everybody, ha- everybody kind of has to be a little weary. You know? Yeah. yeah. Have you ever been on dating apps before? No, I don't. I just, I've never had luck with them. I mean, I've tried them. Mm. I've had very, very, very brief stints with them. Uh, I've never tried them. And I just, I personally feel like they're pretty artificial. But mm. see, in the same token, a really good friend of mine actually met an amazing girl on mm. Tinder, which is, I've never heard of. And, and yeah. they've been okay. dating for a month. Our friend, yeah. Our friend too. So, I mean, that's great. I mean, good for them. It's just, it's personally not for me. And, yeah. you know, so. No, I get that. And I think with like girls shooting their shot first, like it's also like a societal thing for guys to make the first move. Exactly. And as a guy yourself, like, do you find yourself feeling, I don't know, like somewhat more powerful or more confident in yourself when you do make the first move? Yeah, I feel like it's kind of like, it got kind of goes into that whole like alpha male mental- mentality. <laughs> like, you know, a guy does want to be the one to make the first move and make the first push toward something, you know, I think it all goes back to kind of like, genetics and biology like the male is supposed to kind of be like in in historical times exactly like the the hunter the gatherer and in the wild you see it you know like the male lion or whatever animal we can talk about is going to the female lioness or whatever so yeah i do feel like i do get a sense of i wouldn't say empowerment but at the very least pride that i i at least gave it a shot you know Mm -hmm. in that sense Mm. oh gosh i can't even imagine like how nerve-wracking it is Mm -hmm. because y'all have to do it a lot a lot yeah You've come to expect <laughs> a very large possibility of rejection. Uh, it's nerve wracking. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, like uh, when I was younger, I used to be so scared of getting rejected and stuff like that. And it's just like, you know, like once you grow a little bit older and a little bit more mature, you kind of realize your worth a little bit and stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. not to say like, oh, if this girl rejected me, she's horrible and she doesn't deserve me. But it's just more so like, oh, we just were on the same wavelength. We didn't vibe together and stuff like that. And that's all right. I mean, you're not going to score every single shot you take. But as long as you just kind of like keep trying and keep shooting as long as it's you know like reasonable and stuff like that i don't think there's any harm in that yeah Yeah. i love that and i do have another question just to kind of like piggyback off of that like let's say you saw a girl or you met a girl and she was great like you had a slight interest but for some reason like you didn't shoot your shot whether it's like oh you know you're busy right now or you're going through like you know a big life change or whatever in that instance is it preferred in a way that like she shoots her shot instead of like you having to be the one to do it just because like you're dealing with other things at the moment? 
Uh, I feel like, I guess, in that exact case, it would be preferred. But honestly, it's kind of like a fairy tale for a girl to kind of like chase after a guy so much. Unless this guy's like popular and famous, you know, like athlete, singer, TikToker, or whatever. (laughs) Um, But then in the same token, I feel like if I was going through something, whether it just be busy or something personal or, you know, anything of that nature that didn't allow me to feel comfortable shooting the first shot, I feel like I just simply wouldn't be in the right mindset to be dating, whether, like I said, Mm. because I'm too busy or I just have something going on in my personal life or family life or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah, nice. So the next question is, what does a healthy relationship look like? To me, a healthy relationship would look like, you know, like you're not just on your phone texting them 24-7, you know, Mm. like I I know somebody who his girlfriend and him would talk on the phone five times a day because they they were doing long distance. And then Mm. when they would be together, they were just normal, you know, like that. There wasn't too much like, tension or anything there wasn't any tension and i also think a big part of a, of a healthy relationship is not just i've seen this time and time again and it's also happened to me when you're with your significant other in person everything's awesome and everything's great but then when you guys go apart from each other whether it literally be like you just she just goes back to her house or whatever or she goes out with her friends or something like that and you guys start to argue definitely not healthy uh if you're on the phone 24 7 texting her or him if you're mm. a girl No, I totally agree with everything you said. I think healthy for me is a lot about independence. It's about knowing that your worth and value is not defined by how often they contact you, how attractive they find you, or how interested they seem. Because obviously at the beginning of a budding relationship, they're going to put in a little bit more effort. That's how it goes. the honeymoon phase. Yeah, exactly. But because y'all get into this comfortable state where both of y'all are just simply living your lives and also loving each other just normally, I don't think there should be any anxiety around that. And as soon as nervousness or distrust gets into the equation, Mm. that's when a relationship becomes a little bit unhealthy because you start doing things that are not in your best interest or the relationship's best interest. You you, got to be able to trust your significant other. You have to be able to to leave them to live their life and trust that you're always going to be a priority to their to them and in their hearts and stuff like that. While even though you might you may not always be their number one priority and you know, mm-hmm. stuff of that nature. So I definitely agree with everything Dasam said. Yeah, I think trust is such a huge thing, but I also think that the two parties involved in the relationship do need to have a sense of independence because you should be adding to your partner's life and vice versa rather than being a part of it that, you know, if you were to just suddenly not be with them or if they were to suddenly not be with you, you would be missing a huge part of yourself. They are not a part of your identity and you guys should add to each other's lives significantly. Obviously, trust is a foundation and it's so insanely important because you will literally go crazy if you don't have that foundation of trust. But also just knowing that like you guys are two separate people and you're okay without the relationship, but you prefer to have the relationship because it adds to your life and it Mm -hmm. makes you a much happier person. You enjoy experiences so much more because of that person. Yeah. It should be enriching. It shouldn't be something that you worry about. Like that is like the immediate sign of, okay, like what is that person doing Mm -hmm. to give you like some, so so much anxiety, you know? Um, And that leads right into this third question guys, which is how do you stop being emotionally codependent, which is something that a lot of people deal with, especially if you're used to seeing them all the time and you just like, you know, even their presence is something that gives you a little bit of like sadness or worry, you know? Mm -hmm. So a really good friend of mine told me this once. And and for a while, I guess the first part of my early 20s, given him only like 21 and a half, he told me (laughs) behind every good man is a good woman, which I agree with 100%. But in the same breath, um, like Emma was saying, live 
preferably with that person to live without them. So for me, being emotionally codependent would come from the fact that you do stuff that you like. You know, for me, I like to be outdoors. I like to camp. I like to disconnect from the world. Uh, I like to go fishing and hunting. I like to spend time with my father and my close guy friends. If I can do those things still and still like find the same satisfaction and happiness through them, yet still be able to go back to my significant other when I'm done with those things and have a, a healthy relationship and be happy with her. then that's to me, that's how you kind of stop being emotionally codependent on another person. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely dealt with this before too. Like all of my happiness resides in the relationship and in that person texting me. And if there's any sort of problem with our relationship or if I feel like things are off, which air quotes on off, because sometimes it's literally nothing at all. Um, overthinking. Yeah, for sure. Like overthinking times a hundred. Um, and then it impacts <laughs> your entire day. I think that that is a huge sign of emotional codependency. And I think it's very unhealthy and very hard for a relationship to flourish when you're in that state. So I would say like realistically make sure and like not to be repetitive at all, but like the foundation does need to be that you all add it significantly to each other's lives instead of being a part of it. So imagine like two halves, like instead mm-hmm. of saying, Oh, you're my other half say like, okay, I'm a whole. And then you add more to that whole, like I'm a hundred percent. And then you add like 50% or 75% or whatever, you know what I mean? So it's not that you are going to be lost without them, but you would just enjoy life a lot more with them. And so I think that you can find that in friends. You can find that in exploring your own passions and hobbies and just like doing the things that make you happy, spending time with family and not forgetting that you have other relationships to tend to more than your own relationship. Yes. And truly it goes back to self-love too, because I don't want y'all to be doing things simply to distract yourself from how much you love the other person. Because loving someone wholly, deeply, it's beautiful, but you have to do things that also bring you happiness outside of that person. So just like Brian said, like spending time with family and friends, or even pushing yourself to do things that are outside of your comfort zone, whether it's applying for jobs or you know taking on leadership roles in organizations. There's so many things you could do to fuel yourself and feel like your worth is not only dependent on how that other person perceives you because you have to find that internally super first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes you need to sort of have a blind faith in the idea that mm. if things are meant to work out, they will work out. And if they're not, then they won't. And like, I think that it's about control sometimes because we try to have control over the other person and the outcome of the relationship. And that's why we feel this need to like always spend time with them and seize every single moment that we might have with that person. Because what if like next week we had to break up and then I would lose out on this moment that I have with them. But that's not the way it works. Like you have to trust that whatever's meant to be will be. And if that person is simply just not meant for you, then like that's, that's it. And you will find something that is meant for you in the future. No, I agree 100%. Both of you guys are saying some really good stuff. So first of all, Emma's saying uh, there's two halves, you and her. So let's just say, for example, Emma and I are dating. I don't want to be known as Ryan. Who's Ryan? Oh, that's Emma's girlfriend and boyfriend. vice versa. Emma doesn't want to be known as like Emma, Emma. Oh, that's right. That's Ryan's girlfriend and mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's a really important sign you need to look for and stuff like that. And just like y'all were saying too about uh, kind of tending to other relationships and stuff like that. Um, whether it be family and friends and stuff like that, you always have to do what makes you happy. Mm. And then just like Emma was saying, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be a really good friend of mine. He told me this. And when I first heard it, I thought it was silly. And y'all might think the same thing. But uh, for me, it, it, it's, it resonates with me now. So it's like, what he told me was tomorrow and the next day and the next week and the next month and the next year, it's already been decided. That's fate. So I'm obviously not going there and saying like, just sit on your, sit on your couch, lay in your bed and wait for life to come and uh, help you out. But obviously like whatever you do, it's kind of already written in stone. Like that's your fate. So if 
if what you're, you know, your relationship with this person, if you're doing stuff and, and that person's not doing enough or vice versa, I mean, it's going to come out what's going to happen is going to happen. And like Emma was saying, if it doesn't work out mm. with this person, it's going to come with somebody else, mm. no matter what, sooner or later. So good. good point. Next question is how do you manage jealousy in a relationship? And this is a juicy one. Oof, uh, why, <laughs> don't, why don't you start? You know, like just almost saying accountability, you guys can be like <laughs> proud of me or whatever, but it's it's embarrassing to say, but I'm going to say it. I've always been the jealous type. Mm. I've always been the one that's been jealous. I've always been the one that's like, who's talking to you? What's this guy want? Whatever. You know, I've always wanted to kind of like say that from my last relationship until now, I've gotten a lot better at that, but I don't know because I haven't been in a relationship since my last one. Uh, so for me, managing jealousy, it genuinely comes from self-love. Like if you know what you have to bring to the table, if you know what you have to offer, Preach. then there is no way that you'll become jealous of somebody else. And like we were saying in the last question, if it doesn't work out, then that's just because it was, it was meant to not work out. And you're going to find somebody who's going to, you know, work out with you and stuff like that. So the biggest part about managing jealousy for me, at least, is loving yourself and knowing exactly what you bring to the table, what you bring to the relationship, and what you offer your significant other. Yeah. And also, sometimes I feel like jealousy can stem from protectiveness. Like, you generally just really love that person and you don't want them to be hurt or be, you know, just like in a situation where they could compromise themselves. And I think that's good. Like, I think a certain level of protectiveness and care that that person, you know, doesn't make bad decisions that literally like lead them to like bad people around them, whatever. Like, I think that's good, but it really stems from making sure that that person doesn't feel suffocated by you because they are also living their own life and you need to let them know like, Hey, I trust you. I don't want to be any sort of controlling. Like I want you to live your life. But of course, like as someone who loves you, if I think there's a potential danger, like I'm going to let you know. Yeah. I think honestly, jealousy can sometimes be a little bit scary. (laughs) I've never experienced it in a relationship where someone was crazy jealous, like in a very like, you know, scary way. But I will say that I've watched a lot of movies and (laughs) Lifetime movies to be specific. And it gets like, I mean, it's real life and people can act very irrationally. I know I definitely have acted irrationally. And I think it's harder. Let me just say that with with social media makes it a billion Mm. times harder because you see that your boyfriend or the guy that you're talking to is liking a girl's bikini picture or whatever. And it literally impacts your whole day. But at the end of the day, like, you need to have confidence and security in who you are in order to be able to fend off those feelings of jealousy. But the second thing is to be able to assess whether that person is genuinely looking at other people while they're with you and not totally invested in you and they're, they are disloyal, or if it's just something super innocent. And like, I think to a lot of guys, and I just want to kind of ask you this question, just like throwing it in there. When guys like Instagram pictures from other girls, like Let's say you're in a relationship and you like a girl's... Well, okay. So I've asked my brother before, like, and my ex wasn't going to tell me like the truth. You know, I'm like, oh, why'd you like this girl's picture? He's like, oh, I just, I don't know. I just liked it. Like I just scrolled through whatever. I want to know, is there any sort of intentionality behind guys liking an Instagram picture? Because you can look at it and you can keep scrolling. But what is the point of liking it? (laughs) Do y'all really want to know? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, if I have a close friend, right, that like, post any picture, like in a bikini or, you know, looking pretty or whatever, I'm going to like it because that's a close friend of mine. It's like, hey, I want to show them my love and support, like my good vibes and energy. But mm-hmm. if it's somebody that I'm not too close with, I'm not talking to and stuff like that, I'm liking their their bikini photo or just, you know, a selfie, whatever, uh, anything. It's just, well, I wouldn't say anything, but like uh, for lack of what better words, like a provocative photo, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like something attractive. Yeah, something them. attractive. And I'm not close with them and I have no like real connection to them besides like, they're attractive. I would say it's more or less like, what if she looks at the 
three, 400 guys that like her photo. And she's like, damn, this guy's cute. Like, let me like DM him or something. I don't know. It's just like, that's, that's me personally. And I will say like every guy, I guess that likes those photos kind of wants that girl to know like, Hey, like I'm into you in this way. Yeah. Like I exactly like for lack of better words. Okay. But what if you're in a relationship, would you still do the same thing with that mentality or would it suddenly become because in your relationship, would it become something where you just casually like? Well, every, every relationship I've been in, I wouldn't like anybody's like mm. any woman's photos like that just because <laughs> I would put myself in a position like how would I feel if mm. my significant other did that to me so I wouldn't do it to them in return. So I, I disagree with you when you say like you're just casually liking somebody's photos. Mm-hmm. Like I, unless they're a close friend of, of you know, your boyfriends, then I, I would, yeah. your yeah. boyfriend definitely thinks he's attra- or she's attractive. <laughs> so, and the, like, I think that that's natural also too, like you can't help but think people are attractive, but I personally do think there is some sort of control that you can have in whether you like someone's picture or not. And I think when you're in a relationship, at least for me, like I'm not going to go like a guy's picture with this abdomen. Like it just, it doesn't do anything for me. Like if I'm in a relationship where I'm being loyal to that person, like I'm not going to go like another guy's pictures, but I mean, every relationship is different. And I will say like, guys should take notes. And if you're in a relationship, like take into account what the other person might feel if they are scrolling through their feed and you guys are both following the same girl, post, she posts a bikini picture and you see his name on it. You know what I mean? I'm glad that you shed some light on that, honestly. I've always wanted to know that, but I know it's different with everybody. Looking at other girls' like bodies, right? Like for guys. Mm. So I've heard that for guys, it's almost like an impulse. Like you just like have to look at a girl, no matter whether or not you find her attractive. Like if a girl passes by, it's an observation. It's an observation, and vice versa for girls and guys. Yeah, but I guess like guys' eyes are like known to be more wandering than girls. <laughs> and so, what do you think about that? Um, I definitely agree. Uh, yeah, like. Something that my father always told me is like, look, but don't act, you know, and like every, and I actually told, uh, I was telling you all about my friend yesterday that came to me with really, or asking for relationship advice. Um, I told him, like, I asked him, Does you, do your grandpa and your grandmother, are they married? And he was like, yeah, they are. And I was like, I guarantee your grandfather has looked at, even though he's 70, 80, 90, whatever, looked at other women, you know, like even in his 70s, 80s, 90s. And that doesn't necessarily mean like he wants to cheat on his grandmother, right? Like, yeah. of course not. Cause, but I want to ask you guys, like, do you guys look at guys when they walk by and stuff? You know what I mean? Like, do you guys check out, like, everybody that passes by? Not everybody. I will say, like, okay, I think when you're in love and when you're in a relationship where you're very loyal to that person and, like, they're literally everything, like, you're like, oh, my gosh, they're the most attractive person on earth. It kind of just makes everyone seem a little bit less attractive, if that makes mm. sense. Okay. But, like, obviously, there's observation. So, like, if a guy that's my friend is, like, attractive, whatever, like, I observe that, but I don't think about it. I don't ponder on it. And I obviously don't act on it. Yeah. So, what about you? I think girls in general just stare less. Like, I feel mm. like guys are sometimes known for, like, staring or looking up and down. And that's why, like, people notice and or, like, your girlfriend notices and they feel, like, hurt by it. But for girls, it's more of like a glance. Mm-hmm. And it's also the same glance that they would give to like a girl whose outfit they think is really cute. And the thing is like girls look at guys and girls like both a lot. I don't know if like guys look at other guys and be like, oh, he has nice pecs or oh, I love, <laughs> you know, his jeans. Like I wonder what store they're from. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But girls like do really admire other girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, I would say guys definitely admire, um, not like pecs and stuff like that. Maybe it's like, <laughs> maybe it's like, damn, I want to get there one day. But like, this is going to sound weird. Like when I say I looked at other dudes, I don't mean like stalking other guys or anything like that. But it's like, glance. it's like, yeah, you just observe well, like on Instagram or in person. Like, Hey, I really like that guy's style. Like, that's a cool style. That's pretty dope. Like I, I enjoy like, like what inspired. he's doing. 
Yeah, of course. And back to what my, my father always told me, like, look, but don't act. How do you guys feel about that? Like, if does it like hurt you or affect you in a negative way knowing that or like, I guess, yeah, knowing that your boyfriend or future boyfriend, whatever, like significant other is going to like, look at other girls, but it's never going to act on it because they obviously think that you guys are like the most beautiful, attractive woman to them. Mm, I mean, I think that it can initially hurt because you're just like, oh, I want him to see me as the only attractive woman ever, but it's not realistic because there are so many beautiful women and like, it's hard for someone not to notice that. And I think like, it'd be kind of silly to expect that your significant other would think that you are the only attractive person on the planet. So I think it's a good sign if someone is observing, but obviously not acting. And I think that says more about the relationship than anything, because like they have observed that someone is attractive, but they are literally choosing you despite any of that. Yeah. And I would say I haven't really like cared that much. And I think it's because like, you know, the guy that I'm dating, like he's the type to like shower you with compliments. Like I don't care because obviously everyone's going to have those thoughts, but I would prefer if you didn't like voice vocalize it. Yeah. I think that would be super weird to vocalize. It. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's the same thing. Like I think vocalizing can come through an Instagram. Like it could come through like looking at mm-hmm. someone, it could come through a lot of different ways, not just saying point blank, she's attractive. So at the end of the day, like if you're in the presence of your significant other, then be intentional about not doing those things. But also if they do the, do those things accidentally and not frequently, then don't hold it against them like a grudge. Cause they're also human. I think it just comes down to respect, you know, like I've seen it time and time before. And even to this day, like when I was a kid, I saw it. When, and to this day, I've seen it this past Christmas break. I saw it, you know, like when I was a kid, we'd be walking through the wall, the mall, my dad, my mom, and I, my dad would literally turn around, do a 180 and check a girl out. That oh passed by. My mom would be like, what the hell, Chris? And hit him. And I'd be like, damn, dad. Um, and even now, like, and my, my, my dad loves my mom, you know, don't get me wrong. I know he loves her. I mean, like, I feel like it comes down to just like a common respect and courtesy for your significant other, where it's like. Obviously, you know, like you hear like the term a lot, guy talk and stuff like that. Like if me and my friends are at the beach, yeah, locker room talk, whatever. Me and my friends are at the beach and stuff. And even if I had a girlfriend and, you know, like there was a girl that walked by in a bikini, my friend was like, damn, dude, that's a dime. I'd be like, yeah, she's pretty cute. But I'm not, if I would never say that if I was with my significant other, I would be like, hey, hey, babe, she's, she's pretty cute. You know, like that'd be super disrespectful. Super weird. Yeah. The next question we have here is if I know a hardship that someone has been through, how do I go about starting a relationship with that person? So uh, for me personally, uh, I've been in a relationship with someone who's been through several hardships before like that. And I I had this same question. You know, I asked my best friend, uh, my best friend, Teddy, I was like, hey, man, how do I go about talking about this stuff with this girl and stuff like that? You know, like I want her to know that I care for and I'm here for her. And and I think that's the most important thing, you know, like if they've been through a hardship, I mean, obviously every hardship has its own like degree of gravity of significance to that person. So you kind of want to obviously be um, cognizant and sensitive to that. But in the same breath, I think most importantly, you just have to show them like, hey, this happened to you. I'm here for you if you want to talk. I'm not going to pressure you. But if you need to talk to someone, you can call me midnight, 3 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever time of the night, whatever time of day you need to talk to someone about it. I'm here. For the record, I don't think any less of you. You know, just remind them and reassure them that although this has happened, you don't you like them for them. I love that. I think mm-hmm. that's so powerful. Just being like, Hey, I'm here for you. I love you. Like despite whatever hardships you've been through. And not only that, but I want to be there for you. And I love that you brought up the point of not pressuring that person to open up to you about it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you feel like, Oh, I'm your boyfriend. I'm your girlfriend. Like I should be the one that's like making your world a little less heavy. But sometimes like they're dealing with things that they don't even internally understand. And so meeting them where they are 
And just being present and loving is so important without expecting anything in return. You can't pressure that person to open up to you and you kind of just have to let them know. Whatever it is, whenever you're ready, and even if you're not going to be ready anytime soon, like that's okay. That's okay. And like, we're going to be fine. And I'm just going to be here. Like sometimes you just need to be there. You don't need to add in your own words of wisdom or anything like that. You just need to simply be a presence in their life and try not to make it worse. Like, you know, try to make it better. That's so good. You know, going off of what Dasam said about not, not expecting anything in return. I think that that's absolutely huge. I feel like me personally, like the song was saying too, it's like, hey, I'm your boyfriend. Like, you should be able to tell me this. But it's like, hey, you know what? Like, if your significant other finds more solace in telling his or her friend as opposed to you, that's totally okay. I mean, like, just just be happy that they're in their own way getting the help that they need to overcome this hardship. And you know, this goes back to also like relationship codependency and stuff like that, and also healthy relationship. They don't just have to rely on you. If they can rely on other people. That's also great. And you should just be happy that they're leaning on somebody, even if it's not you, you know, like don't get butthurt or or even jealous, you know, like you don't have to be the sole person or sole like connection, confidant in their life. You know, they, everybody should have multiple for various different things, you know, that just like kind of fit their own little like scheme as a friend or yeah, need. I totally agree. So next question, guys, what should I get my boyfriend for our anniversary? Well, congrats. Very excited for y'all, but Ryan, take it away. Um, so I've always been very blessed with uh, great significant others that have gotten me like the absolute best gifts. Um, you know, like my most recent significant other got me this totally awesome belt. Um, I talked to her about it, you know, multiple times like, Hey, I want this belt. I want this belt. Uh-huh. And she got it for me. And you know, like to this day, I still wear it, even though we're not together anymore. You know, personally for me, I feel like it's a lot harder to buy a girlfriend a gift than a boyfriend, but that's just because like, you know, I'm a guy. So a little bias. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a little, a lot of bias, but uh, <laughs> no, I would say, you know, what you should get your boyfriend for their anniversary coming from a guy, just kind of think about what they do with their friends. Like if you text them like, Hey, what are you doing? And they're like, Oh, um, for example, like I'm playing 2k with my friends or whatever. Like, obviously then, you know, like, okay, they like basketball or, you know, they like sports, get them a picture or, you know, like a, something small, like maybe a post for their favorite athlete. If they're a, a sneakerhead, get them some new shoes. Let's say I'm a sneakerhead and I, I want the new pair of Jordans or whatever, $300. You don't got to buy a new pair of Jordans for $300. You can buy them a $60 pair of shoes. And it's just like, hey, like I know you're a sneakerhead and I wanted to get you these shoes because I, I know that's what you like. You know, Just kind of figure out what they like. And I know it's a lot easier said than done because I'm sure you guys are going to say the same thing about like, what should I get my girlfriend for an anniversary? But you know, from a guy's perspective, just kind of listen to what they like. I mean, just get them anything. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be big big or small. Just whatever they like, get them that. I think Mm -hmm. that that, the thought accounts. No, 100%. The thought means more than anything else. And are guys like sentimental? Because I feel like a lot of girls find certain things really just like touching to receive, like flowers, love letters, even just like, oh, I got you your favorite meal, you know, today or something. Like the tiniest things. Yeah, the tiniest (laughs) things that make the girl feel like, oh, he sees me, he knows what I like. Do guys also like those things? Uh, for me personally, I would say yes, but everybody has a different love language. So a uh, little side note, I would advise everybody to take the little love language test. So for <laughs> me it. personally, it's like my language or my love language is uh, words of affirmation. So it's like if my significant other ever got me something like just reaffirming or reassuring me like, hey, I love you like because of A, B, C, and D, to me, that'd mean the world, you know, because that's my love language. But I know some other people are like gifts, acts of service, acts of service, quality time, quality time. And then there's something about gifts. Touch. Yeah, physical touch. And then, yeah, gifts. Gifts. So, you know, like whatever your significant other's love language is, I think that that'd be the easiest way to kind of like, you know, go from there. 
Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, I think also just listening for those little moments when your significant other is just mentioning that they like something Mm -hmm. because I find that that's when it's the most touching and actually impacts me because – I don't know, like, let's say I like jewelry and my significant other gets me like a necklace, like, oh, that's nice. But if I said like a very specific thing and I didn't even think they were listening, but they were like that impacts me so much more than anything Mm -hmm. else. Cause it's like, oh my God, like you actually paid attention. Like you actually care about things that I like and things that I'm ranting about. So good. Next question is how to cope with a relationship when you're not in love with the person anymore, even though they've only been good to you. And this is a deep question. I've definitely been guilty of kind of like, being that person that kind of like, I guess, fell out of love. I wouldn't really use the word love because I feel like it's a strong word, but like fell out of affection with mm. a person. I would say the most important thing is to just be upfront and honest with them. You know, like in today's culture and society, it's like a big thing to, you know, quote unquote, ghost somebody. Like if it's just an uncomfortable situation, like it's just a lot easier to ignore them or whatever. I mean, the best thing to do, in my opinion, would be a, an in-person conversation with your significant other and just say like, hey, you know, like the two say it's not you, it's me. But at the same time, like <laughs> it can be true. No, yeah. Um, but in the same breath, like just be like, hey, this is what's going on in my life right now. Like this is what's going on in my head. And I don't feel the same way. I don't feel as strongly about you as you do for me. And I think if you can go with that kind of honesty to them, at the very least, somewhere down the line, they're going to respect you for their maturity and or they're going to respect you for your maturity and honesty, as opposed to just being that one, you know, jerk who ghosted them or whatever. Yeah. Everyone fears rejection and ghosting is a form of rejection that is a little harsh because you don't even know what you did or why it happened. When you're not in love with the person anymore, maybe reflect on why. Like, is it because you haven't spent enough quality time with that person? Is it because you're not taking time to ask meaningful questions or do meaningful things for them, or they haven't done anything for you and voice your needs? Because a lot of the times in relationships, you're guessing like, what does that person want? Just make it easy for them and be clear and concise. And hopefully they'll reciprocate. Yeah. I think that's a good point to when you are feeling some type of way, like, oh, maybe the spark has kind of died down after like a year or something to ask those questions and figure out if it's something that you can fix. But with that, I would say do not force yourself to feel feelings that you literally can't just conjure up on your own. I think being in love with someone is something that comes extremely naturally and you can't just facilitate it when you need. Like it just happens. Mm. And I mean, obviously, like when you're with someone for a long time, you do have to work at it and you have to choose to choose that person every day. Um, But if you are in the situation where let's say you're with the person for five years or something, and maybe it's even less because you spend a lot of time together and you just realize that you're not growing with that person anymore. You're not excited to spend time with them. You're not in love with them. You need to have an honest conversation about it. And like, even if they have been an amazing person towards you and you guys have had a pretty healthy relationship, I don't think it is healthy to feign passion and to feign being excited to be with one another and excited to grow together. Cause I mean, honestly, for me, like a big reason why I would even want a relationship is to grow alongside somebody else. And I feel like a lot of people feel the same. Um, and if you're not growing, you're kind of just staying stagnant. And I would say that that's generally pretty unhealthy, just, you know, for your life. And so if you are in that situation, give yourself the grace to kind of just accept what is the truth and then move from there. And honestly, like at least in friend stories, I've heard that like the other person feels the same way, but they never said it because they were just so comfortable being in the relationship. I would say that like, you know, one of the most important things that you can know for yourself, if you're this person that's kind of falling out of love or whatever, 
is that it's okay to feel that like what you feel is okay. You can't sit there and be like, I shouldn't feel like this because this person's been good to me. No, no, no. Like if you feel that those are your own feelings and, and that's okay. You know, sometimes people fall out of love. You see it like Emma was saying five years, you've seen it with people that have been together for 40 years. And it's just, if you feel that way, then that's okay. It's not your fault. It's just the way you feel, you know, and nobody can really blame you for your feelings necessarily. Yeah. And chemistry is so important in a relationship. Just because someone's nice and loving doesn't mean that they're the right person for you. It doesn't mean that they're the wrong person. They are definitely the right person for someone else. They're just not the right person for you. Mm -hmm. And that's hard to accept, but sometimes, you, yeah, that's what's got to happen. And you can still have love for that person and wish them well and like, I guess, keep in touch maybe later down the line once you've like initially split. But it doesn't mean that you have to be in this full-on relationship with someone that you are not happy with. And it's nobody's fault. It's kind of just how the cookie crumbles sometimes, which is, it's sad, but it does happen. Yeah. So the next question we have is why do guys, oh yeah. Why do guys think girls are complicated? So, okay. <laughs> that's a great question. Are we complicated though? Um, I Jeez. would say, I would say yes, but in the same token, guys uh, are complicated. I feel like guys are extremely complicated too. So Thank you. <laughs> um, for me personally, why I think that girls are complicated is just because Sometimes girls have uh, certain emotions and I feel like it comes down to biology, you know, like girls have a lot more, you know, estrogen, not even just that too, but hormones running through their body that guys just don't have, you know, or they don't have as much of. So when it comes to, you know, the question of why guys think girls are complicated, it's just because sometimes it's so hard to figure out what y'all are thinking. Like, you know, I mean, (laughs) but in the same token, it's the same with guys because guys will tell you something and mean the complete opposite. What? Oh, I've done it before, like in a relationship (laughs) where it's like, where it's like, hey, I'll talk to you later. And then my significant other's like, all right, see you later. And then I'm like, wait, what? Like, why aren't you texting me back? Like, why aren't you like, hey, what's wrong? <laughs> but see, but girls do that too. So it's like- Ryan, you're, you're a, a double in that way. I think so, yeah. <laughs> um, so I just think that why guys and girls both think that each other are complicated is because when it comes down to a certain point, like I, I feel like, I guess it's immaturity because you're not exactly vocalizing to the other to your significant other as a guy or a girl- what exactly you're feeling or what you want or need from them. So I guess it goes both ways because both people, both parties, guys and girls need to be more communicative with each other and clear about what they mean by something. And I think we're just as confused by guys as y'all are by girls. Okay. I've always thought that guys are way more likely to say what they mean and mean what they say. Whereas girls can sometimes desire like guys to read between the lines. So Ryan, what about your guy friends? Because I know you're, you know, a little bit more of the emotional type, but in a good way. Yeah, so I can I can touch on that. So I'll give you all an example. So one of my really good friends, he told me yesterday, he's like, I was like, hey, man, how's your girlfriend? He's like, we haven't talked in 10 days. And I was like, wait, what? Like, you know, like, kind of like scratched her, like, like, pause. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure she's doing well. And I was like, and you have, and they've been dating for like a year or two. Like, oh, this is a long-term relationship, you know? Wow. So I was like, why haven't y'all been talking? And he was like, oh, well, you know, like she got mad at me because I was busy and stuff like that. So I just haven't talked to her. And I'm just like, wait, what? Like you guys need to kind of like come together and be like, hey, this is bothering me. This is what needs to change and stuff like that. Instead of just ignoring each other for like 10 days straight. Like, I don't know how that's healthy. Shutting each other out is never good. Yeah. And I think especially with complicated feelings, it usually occurs at the beginning when you're trying to figure out, oh, do I actually like this person? Like, do I think they're worth dating? And also sometimes like in the middle, like after you're over the honeymoon phase where everything is forgivable, you know, and then you're starting to question like, are we compatible? Like, 
you know, these things bother me, but I don't know how to communicate that because maybe that's just how he is or how she is. And I think that's when girls and guys can get passive aggressive or complicated in the way that they don't communicate how they feel or just want the other person to read their mind. And that's never, that's never a good thing. How do you solve that? Honestly, I feel like that's kind of like, in a way, a question that can't be answered, but, um, Mm -hmm. I just kind of feel like it comes back to honesty, you know, like just being honest with the other person and stuff like that. And just really, you know, like if you don't feel the compatibility or whatever, you know, just be honest and be like, Hey, I just, you know, I feel like games are a little silly, but in the same breath, like you learn from the beginning of when you start dating, like this is kind of how you get a girlfriend or boyfriend by playing like X, Y, and Z games. Mm, yeah. And hopefully, hopefully when you meet someone that you are in it to win it for, like you grow out of that because I don't think it's good long term. Next question. What do guys really find attractive? This is so good. I've heard this is a great question. Yeah. I've heard some guys like just, you know, like eyes are the first thing they see. Sometimes they just want someone whose personality is really vibrant and cool. I don't know. Um, I can, I can answer for me personally. Um, and you know, like obviously, you know, y'all have heard the same, like you are who your friends are. So if I answer in terms of my friends too, it's going to be a similar answer. But for me, you know, like obviously like the first thing a guy looks for is like a physical trait. Mm. I mean, obviously, cause like you're not going to go out of your way to talk to someone that you don't necessarily find physically attractive. So for me, uh, it's always been colored eyes. Uh, I know it sounds a little silly, but like, that's just my personal trait. But in the same breath, like if someone has non-colored eyes it's not like it's just like kind of like blacklisting them it's just for me like if i see someone that has really pretty eyes it's like okay um she she looks attractive to me but more importantly than that like that's an initial like first couple minutes of of even seeing that person making their acquaintance for me it's just like it's a personality thing like for me it's it's a good taste in music if they can you know kind of like vibe with all the different kinds of music i like if they if they're passionate about something I, I love that you know like if a girl's passionate about anything in the world it's just like that's super cool like i'm glad that they're passionate about this obviously if they kind of have like similar interests it doesn't have to be identical but like if they have somewhat similar interests that'd be super cool as well what about like humor oh i think humor is a huge thing like if a girl can mess with me and kind of like poke fun at me too it's like okay this this girl's pretty cool <laughs> if, a gr- if i can kind of like make a comment to a girl and kind of like poke at them and then they poke back at me it's like hey wait a minute like this is different like you're cool you're cool <laughs> I think humor is a big thing. Yeah. I've also heard that guys like girls that challenge them a little bit, like that don't just let them get away with everything, but maybe keep them in check. Is that true? Oh, a hundred percent. Like I, the girls that I've been fondest of that I've dated in the past have kept me accountable and stuff like that. Like, Hey, you messed up here. Like, don't do that again. Or like, Hey, I don't like that you're doing this. Like it doesn't even have to necessarily be like something in terms of a relationship, but like, let's say it's something along the lines of like, Hey, like, I don't like that you're drinking so much, like slow down or Hey, I don't Mm -hmm. like that you do this so much or this so much or I don't like how when you wake up in the mornings, you're mean. Something like, even as small as that, it's like, I appreciate you holding, like, thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Like, that's cool. That's really cool of you. Mm-hmm. So the next question is, what goes through a guy's head when they're approaching someone at a bar? Such a good one. So uh, to answer that question, I would say, um, I would say one of two things. So for me personally, I have a really good friend of mine. I'm just going to say his first name because I don't need to get mad, but his name's Tyler. Um, <laughs> we always tell each other every single week when we go out, he's like, he always tells me, hey, bro this weekend, we're going to find our future wife. And I'm like, we're going to find our future wife this weekend, bro. And it hasn't happened yet, of course. But uh, so, you know, what goes through my head when I approach someone at a bar is it's like, hey, you know, like, in a sense, like, do you want to like, hang out after this? Like, not after this in the same night, but like, take this conversation like more than it just was at the bar. Like, go get drinks another night or go get coffee, go get dinner, go get lunch, whatever. But I will say, uh, for most guys, it's more or less, you know, kind of like a hookup. I mean, I've seen it 
a hundred times before where, you know, like a guy meets a girl at a bar and their whole intention is just to like hook up. Yeah. I mean, that's more or less what guys think. Yeah. Okay. What about when they see someone attractive? Is it nerves that hits first or is it intrigue or is it more like, oh, this is my chance to be like machismo and like make the first move? Or are they just used to seeing a ton of attractive girls? Yeah. Because there's obviously a bunch of girls like when we go out and stuff. And everyone's dressed up So, So does it just look like kind of the same thing over and over? If that makes sense? For me personally, the first thing that hits me is definitely nervousness. It's like, do I even have a shot with that girl? But then it's like, I mean, obviously, like if you're at a bar, you've been drinking, it's like, I do have a shot with them. (laughs) (laughs) So then, yeah, I would say the next thing that hits is like intrigue. Every guy has their specific type. So I wouldn't necessarily say that like a guy has seen the same girl 20 times over just because every guy has their own, you know, like I said, specific type. So when they see somebody that sparks their interest, it's like, okay, that girl's exactly my type physically speaking. So I'm going to kind of like go shoot my shot more or less. Yeah, cool. So do guys care about celebrating milestones? Like a six month anniversary, one year. Like I feel like girls really care about those things. So from my perspective, yes, a hundred percent. I mean, like, of course you want to celebrate your six month and, and I do think it's a little weird when a guy celebrates like a random anniversary, like a four month. But I would say like <laughs> maybe because three months is like a fourth of a year, it wouldn't be that weird, but like four months, five months a little weird. I have a real good friend of mine, I'm just gonna say T. You know, so he doesn't get like exposed or whatever. But uh, but T also was real good about celebrating milestones with his girlfriend. They're broken up now, but like he would always do real special things for her and stuff like that. So I would say for the most part, guys do care about celebrating milestones. I was never the type of guy to forget, you know, like when I woke up in the morning, be like, hey, this is our six month or whatever. Like even weird stuff like, hey, babe, like we've, we've been dating for four months. And then my, my ex-girlfriend or whatever, my senior would be like, ah, like nice. Like, but um. <laughs> I would say for the most part, yes, guys do care. And I guess it just varies on what kind of milestone. Like some guys are like one month, three months, five months, six months. Some guys are more like one month is cool. Six months is cool. A year is cool. Two years, three years, four years. So I guess it just kind of varies on guy. But I would say for the most part, guys do care about a milestone. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Okay. Very last question. Thanks, Ryan, so much for being here. Take it away. So our last question is, so you know how girls tell each other everything do you guys confide in each other in the same way this is such a always good wanted to know this yeah. um we tell each other literally everything yeah like the second it happens call our friends like right after a date like what did he say like did he kiss you like everything what was he wearing like 100 percent. yeah um another one of my good friends that i've talked about in this podcast teddy um every single time that i've you know like done something with a girl or you know been on a date whatever it's just like i always call him like, hey bro guess what happened he's like what happened bro so I'm like every, I mean, and that's, I'm like overanalyzing. She was wearing bands. Like, is that, <laughs> is that a bad thing? And he's like, nah, bro, you're good. Like, she was wearing, she was wearing like, you know, like jeans. And it's like, that, that means that she was like into you, bro. Cause she was wearing that to the first day. Like she cares, you know, <laughs> um, definitely guys tell each other everything. And it depends on the guy, you know, like for me personally, it's like, yeah, no, me and my guy friends, it's like, Hey man, like, how was your day? It's like, you really want to know? Cause I'll give you an hour about our date. Even Dang. if our day was only 30 minutes, like I'll give you an hour long explanation. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. But, um, yeah. for other guys, it's just like the conversation might be a little more locker room talk esque or vulgar where it's just like, Oh, was she fine? Like how'd she look for the most part? A guy does confide in his guy, best friend, pretty much everything. Hmm. I've always wondered this. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Yeah. And okay. Also, do guys know that whenever they meet their girl's f- girlfriend's friends, that those friends probably know everything about him? I would say no, but in the same token, <laughs> I do you know do. that like, 
meeting your girlfriend's friends is like almost, if not as nerve wracking as meeting your like girlfriend for the first time. Really? You know, it's like, cause it's like, if you don't like, if your friends don't like you, then it's just like, that's not going to work. Dang. So, um, no, yeah. I mean, I would say definitely not everything, but in the same breath. Yeah. I know that like girls tell each other stuff, but yeah, no meeting your girlfriend's friends for the first time is like an ultra nerve wracking situation. For yeah. sure. I feel like I could equate it. I mean, not exactly, but two parents, like just that same feeling oh. of nerves because the girl's friends are the high council and they have the power to banish you or not. Yeah. So, and, and also <laughs> what about guys? Like do guys really care about what their guy friends think about the girl they're dating? Yes and no. Cause I've, I've cared and I've also not cared. I guess it just depends on where the guy's headspace is. Cause I I've been in a relationship where my friends have been like, Hey dude, like, and it's like, you know what, dude, like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. So what I always tell all my guy friends is like, Hey man, I'm going to give you my opinion, but at the end of the day, I'm going to support you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And, um, also one more thing I wanted to add about y'all, like the initial question. Yes. Guys tell their guy friends everything. But once you get to a point in your relationship where your significant other becomes your essentially best friend, uh-huh. you definitely don't like if your significant other confides in you something like, at least in my perspective, I'm not going to go tell my guy friends. Like that's between us two. And I'm not going to go sit there and be like, all right, whatever you tell me is going to go straight to my guy friends. Like if you tell me something in confidence and you tell me something in private, that will stay between us, you know? So I don't want anybody listening to think like, oh, I'm going to, I can't tell my boyfriend something in confidence because he's going to tell his guy friends. Like, no, if, if he says, trust me, I'm not going to say anything, then I would trust him because, you know, like guys just don't really work like that. But initially, definitely. Yes. Mm, yeah. And I think it should swing both ways for sure. Yeah. So with that, we will go ahead and wrap up the episode by plugging our socials. This is a really great episode and I feel like we got so much out of this. So thank you so much for joining us. Go ahead and plug your socials. Well, yeah. I mean, all I really have is an Instagram. I don't use use Twitter anymore. (laughs) And it's on LinkedIn now. I am on LinkedIn. So uh, yeah. But um, (laughs) if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Ryan Hatzold, R-Y-A-N-H-A-T-Z-O-L-D, all together. Ryan Hatzold on Instagram. Awesome. And follow us at Before We Make It on Instagram. We definitely want to keep doing episodes like this where we tell you guys through sending questions because it's so fun getting to give advice and just hear funny questions. Seriously. So, but yeah, guys, tune in for an episode every Thursday. We love you all so much and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Later. <laughs>